In the fast-paced world of business, it's easy to feel overwhelmed and unsure about how to effectively promote your brand. Whether you're a seasoned marketer looking to refresh your approach or a budding entrepreneur looking for guidance, this is the podcast for you. It's time to stop sounding like everyone else and rebel up your marketing. So without further ado, let the rebellion begin. Welcome back to the Rebel Girls Guide to Marketing podcast. I am your host, Lisa Rabel, the founder, speaker, author, and chief storyteller at Rebel Girl Marketing. It's December 2023. How did we get here? Seriously, it literally felt it was, you know, Memorial Day not that long ago. Not sure if that's you too, but that's exactly how I feel. And like I said last week in the podcast, when we talked about pause, I keep hearing from my entrepreneur friends like WTF, where did 2023 go? And I'm not sure I'm ready for 2024. So what are we doing this week? This week, we have my good friend, Brent, on, who is a business coach. He is the Milwaukee business, small business coach, and helps me in my business all the time to talk about how do we reflect? What are the questions we should ask ourselves right now? that helps us reflect on 2023 to prepare us for an amazing 2024. So I could talk about Brent all day long because I love him. He's an amazing coach and he has helped me tremendously in my business, but I can't do him justice. So Brent, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Lisa, for having me on. It's it's an honor to be here and, and I appreciate the kind words you say about me and my coaching. Of course. So why don't you tell the people who you are and how you help? Absolutely. Well, here's the deal. When I work with my small business clients, they tend, they've started, they've launched their business. They're, they're starting to feel that success. And then suddenly they're, they find they're hitting a plateau or they feel like they're spinning their wheels. And, and ultimately the key is they're not able to take the next right action at the right time, usually because they're amazing at their skill craft or trade, but the gift and the art of building all the things around their business in order to get them to that next level it just doesn't come naturally to all of us. That's my specialty. The key is locking people in or what are those next two to three things you need to do right now in order to move towards your goal. So I'm, I'm grateful you talk, brought me on here to talk about reflecting because it's something that I think is so essential as as small business owners, we have to stop and we have to figure out where where am I right now? Am I spinning my wheels? Where am I spinning my wheel? What can I do to actually impact that and change it? Excellent. Yeah, because we get so busy working in the business, we forget to work on the business. I mean, I literally had that conversation this morning with a client. He's like, his goal is to have less projects and start being more of the business owner, right? Yeah. So it's one of those. I think there's two categories. I think there's two categories. There's, I believe, there's a pile of the to doers not just doers, the to doers. They like the to do list. They're they're out there doing the thing. They're working hard. They're they, they feel like they're getting stuff done because they're taking some action, but there's no focus or direction. But the other half is when we just feel like we're not moving anywhere, it goes back into strategy and vision and dreams and where do I want to be? And sometimes I actually feel like we get stuck in a lack of action because um, it, feel, it, it doesn't feel as rewarding as like where I'm going to be in five years or where I'm going to be next year or what I want it to look like. And both the key is both are actually essential. And they they have to be tied together to make it work right. 
Oh, it makes so much sense because the, what holds people back are the fears, right? There's, you know, in the book I talk about, there's seven different kinds of fears all the way from I'm going to screw up to I'm going to succeed and a plethora of fears in between that can hold you back. And, you know, it used to be like, what was it? It was, um, used to be like, you'd either run, oh, help me with this. I'm having a brain fart day. You know, it's, it, it was a freeze or oh, yeah. fight or flight or freeze. fight or flight or freeze. Yeah. And so freeze is a new one. Like it used to be fight or flight that people talked about that all the time, but the freeze is true. The freeze is real. Like I'm just going to like stay here because it's comfortable. I'm not going to grow and I'm not going to get smaller, but I'm just, I'm just comfortable. So I don't want to do anything. But then at the end of the year, you're like, why didn't I grow? You know, you pay your taxes and like, I should have had more money. And it's, what's yeah. interesting at the doers too, right? We've all had those days where like, we've been busy all day, but we look at our to-do list or we look at the things that we wanted to accomplish and we go, I have no idea what I did today, but I was busy all day. Have you had you know, those I, days? I brainstormed with, uh, I was talking to an amazing uh, lady who really helps people nudge you to do the things that matter. And I, I said, you know, how can your business help me? And so I was going through a whole list of items that I thought she and her team could help my business with. And she paused me and she said, Brent, do any of these items help you generate revenue and make more money for your business. And I had to pause and stop and say, nope, take that whole list, rip it up. I got a new list to give you. And sometimes we just need that perspective, right? We need that perspective to say what we're doing isn't going to go in the right direction and just spinning. I love, by the way, you talked about freeze. One of the things I was thinking of when you said the seven types of fear, I was thinking one of the challenges, I think when we get stuck in either vision casting slash strategy, or I'm just going to do the to-dos forever and and hope that a good outcome shows up, is that I think we're a little bit afraid to actually see the reality of where we are right now. It, because we already know, internally, we already know we're not doing well. And I liken it to getting a report card. I already know I sucked all, all semester long, but when I get that report card and it has a legitimate number or letter or whatever they assign these days in schools, because sometimes I'm like, I don't even know what that thing means. I know, right? But- but once you see it there, like the doubt is removed of exactly mm -hmm. where you are. And so we can live in a little bit of a state of denial. And I think that's part of what gets us stuck in between is like, eh, if I actually say the words, I didn't achieve my goal. I didn't do the thing I wanted to. I know what I'm supposed to do, but instead I'm going to do this because I don't want to face it for whatever reason. I think that's one of the big challenges. It is clearly a fear, but I think it's the business version of freezing. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting because the same thing you talk about where where and when you help your clients with the business goals and everything like that, in coordination with that, it's usually when they've exhausted their network of this is how I grew my business. I've I now I have to go find people to buy from me who don't know me yet. And that's that's another part of it that and that that bleeds right into the marketing as well. So okay. We've laid the foundation of why it's important to reflect and the benefits of reflecting. So let's talk about some questions we want to ask ourselves when we're in our, when we pause for a few minutes to reflect on 2023. What are some questions we want to ask ourselves? Let's, you know what? And we didn't talk about this yet, but like, let's categorize it. Let's categorize it in personal growth, maybe. Like, what do we need to do personally? to reflect on if we're doing a good job in our business. And then maybe let's talk about like 
strategy and business strategy too. Can we, can we categorize in that, the, the, those two different subject matters? Yeah, well, they're related. So okay. if, if you are particularly, if you're a solopreneur, and I define solopreneur as like, you're the only one running the show. You're only one calling the shots. Sorry. You don't have to be the only employee because there are many solopreneurs, particularly like who run restaurants or things like that. They have someone working in the kitchen often. They'll have someone at the cash register. They'll have someone serving, but they're still a solopreneur. Um, particularly when you're a solopreneur, your personal and your professional are inextricably intertwined. And so I'm not a fan of the term work-life balance. I prefer harmony instead because they have you have to make them work together. Mm. Um, the balance, I think, implies there's some unachievable state in which like we're living in some, you know, <laughs> some non version non-reality where everything always works out and it's it's very 1950s uh, TV show, which <laughs> I which I don't think we have. So no. I, I so some things that I encourage people to reflect on when they look back personally is what is it that you personally want to achieve? And if your first gut reaction is a revenue goal, I will say wrong, wrong target. Because, right. Because I put that sound effect for, in there. Wrong. For people, yeah, exactly. You wrong answer on Family Feud. You do not get an answer. <laughs> um, because the dollars are a means to an end. And so what is it that, so fine, you, you want to achieve a dollar, but what are you going to do with that? What do you want to achieve? Do you want to buy the lake house? Do you want to take a vacation? Do you want to finally, um, you know, be able to do that thing with your kids that you've always wanted to? There's usually a reason why, and it's why as, as much as I'm a, a advocate for numbers and a numbers oriented person, I think that those dollars aren't actually the right answer. It's, I want to dig down why. So mm -hmm. figure out what is it that you want to achieve and what does personal success look like what what is what how do you want to be more fulfilled and there's a variety of categories you could look at your family you could look at your spiritual life you could look at um you know what the future so planning or preparing for the future looks like for you maybe that's retirement maybe that's your next home maybe that's um you know that there's a whole variety of items uh changing how you do your budgeting at home but once you anchor into what you want to achieve and what maybe what you want to be and what you want to potentially even change, now we can actually start to put action items on them. I, I, I discourage people from just launching into a pile of to-dos. Usually we actually have something in our mind we're trying to achieve, but when, until you state it, it's a little bit difficult to anchor those actions back to like, am I actually going where I want to, or am I going to feel like, dang, I just spent an entire year spinning my wheels. Exactly. I've done the exercises with different coaches, um, life coaches and things about like, where are you in that wheel? Like how, how successful from zero to 10, do you feel in like your physical health? Right. Like, how do you feel in your emotional health? How are you feeling with relationships, your personal family and relationships? How are you feeling? There's so, and then it's like financial freedom and it's, you know, all of those kinds of things. And so what's, what I find interesting is that everybody has a different definition of success. Absolutely. And, and everybody should, and, I, and I'm not to should on everybody, but I think it's important to have a different, you to have your own very, very specific definition of success, not society's definition of success. I love it. But this should alert is brought to you by yes. the Rebel Girl Marketing. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, 
Yes. So don't define yourself by someone else, which is why I like it. Like here, it's a scale of one to 10. I'm not giving you what the objective numbers mean. Those are your, because they're subjective. That's It's how you define them in relative. Here's my, I'm going to push back on the, I've seen the wheels. I've done the wheels. Here's what happens. Oh, I've got six categories. So I got to come up with like six different things I'm going to improve. And usually it's more than one. Oh, my financial health. Well, I'm going to do, I'm this year, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to do a budget. I'm going to uh, change my bank to do automated this, that, and the other thing. And like refine, no one's refinancing their house these days, but you know, yeah. what, whatever, whatever the other things are that you can do and the pro and then I got to do that for all six categories. And I just start to feel a little, uh, I have an amazing surge of willpower until the next day. I'm like, I got 18 behaviors I need to change. <laughs> change management is really, really hard. And so I, I, like, I like those categories, but I would say just pick one. And I know some people say, well, just pick one. But by the nature of going through and evaluating yourself and all of them, you are already coming up with like, that's right. I'm going to I'm gonna start waking up earlier. I'm going to work out. I'm going to buy different food. I want to get the dad of the year award with my kids. I'm going to start volunteering in the school. Uh, I think I'm going to do some coaching this year, like sports coaching for the kids. And then, oh, yeah, I got to do my personal life. I'm going to do 10 date nights a, a week. And... <laughs> Like you just start coming up with all this nonsense that doesn't make any sense. That's not achievable. They don't, this, each individual maybe makes sense. They're not achievable. So I really like, my focus is like one, two or three things. And really I tell people, if I tell you 10 things you need to change in your business, you will do zero of them because it's too many. Well, and I think that the reason I I do like the wheel is that I I see the connection between my physical health and maybe my energy, like my mental, like yeah. my mental energy of like applying it to the business. When I feel super healthy, I do better as a business owner because I'm not distracted by, or by being tired or just wanting to like, you know, have a snack instead, because I'm just, I'm, you know, yeah. whatever that case might be. And so also being healthy and you as a public speaker, as well as myself, uh, I was listening the other day to some past podcasts just to see where I can make improvements and you know do all those reflection things that you do as a business owner. And I had one where I had a terrible allergy attack and I, I waited to the very last minute to record it because I just sounded like crap, to be quite honest with you. But I decided I'm just going to tell everybody, I sound terrible this week. I'm having an allergy attack, but we're going to persevere on, right? So, But I like those because I see how one category where I might be lacking in affects the other categories and what can I do to improve that one category to help me improve the other categories too so but I agree if you give yourself more than three things to do you won't do any of them at all None. no I 100% like, agree with that 100% it's, it's overwhelming and it, yes uh, Mr. and Ms. Exception out there who can list out the 100 things that they're going to change in a year and has a process and a system that is actually a developed and learned trait I don't think that happens innately like you may be able to incorporate change but i would almost assure you that it goes it goes in bite-sized chunks it does not like it's not january one all here's all the changes that we're going to do so one thing that i like to do along this category I, I like and you mentioned this a little bit lisa and how you frame this up i like people to focus on a start stop continue process mm -hmm. so as you're reflecting back what are the things that i know that i do that i just need to stop doing right just make a list, all of them. Don't judge them. Don't even talk about how feasible they are. Make that whole list. And then there's probably a list in my mind already of all the things I should start doing. You know, you mentioned some of them on health. Great. Like, let's figure out what should I start doing? 
shooting you have to shoot on yourself what do i want what would i what what would i like to achieve that i should uh, i can start doing mm-hmm. and then what are the things that are like they're actually working because one of the problems we have when we reflect back is usually we just like to take a big stick and beat the heck out of ourselves and so i want you to look at the list of things that you want to continue you know, because starting and starting and stopping kind of imply the like there are things I ought to have been doing and other things that need to stop. Fine, but there's stuff that you're doing that that's great. And what we don't want to do is lose sight of the stuff that works. And this happens to all of us that one day we're like, "Huh." For 50 years, I used to do this thing, and then I stopped. And now, like, uh, wh- why? Why did why I need to continue doing that? Because that was actually one of the most successful parts of my day. What whatever they are. Yeah. I I want you to create that list, and then. And then I like this concept of must do, can't miss, because I believe most of us, if we're going to change a behavior, maybe we're going to change one or two next year. That's just, I just think that's a fact. I'm okay with the outliers. They have to be there in order to make the bell curve shape up properly. But if you figure out the one thing on that whole list, maybe one stop, maybe one start, the continues are mostly a reminder for yourself is like, don't screw this up. This part is working well. You know, mm-hmm. if you get up, get fully dressed, get your kids fed, get them on the bus every time and get to work without like completely falling apart, then probably continue that. Like, don't tweak that one too much. Speaking personally, right? Um, yeah. But pick one stop and pick one start. But pick the one that's like, if this works, it kind of doesn't matter if the rest of my list doesn't get done. And if this doesn't work, even if I got like 10 of the other items on my list done, it really doesn't matter because it doesn't move the needle on my personal goal that I'm actually hoping to achieve. Yeah, I love that. And because I, I'm going to say this again, and I'll probably say it again a little later, just to remind you, but you define it. Don't let anybody else define what that looks like. So it's so funny because as far as health is concerned, you know what I told my doctor, I said, I'm not looking to, you know, fit into all the fashion and do all the things, right? I want to, I want to live my life and not be on prescription medicines. That's my goal. I want to be so healthy that I don't need to have a prescription medicine at some point in my life. And that's, it seems like a weird goal, but I know my mom was on so many meds that I was just like, I just, I want to live my life healthy enough that I don't have to go on meds. And it seems like a weird goal, but if that's your goal, like you choose exercise, you choose to eat better, you choose to do all the things that get you to that goal. And when it comes to business, maybe it's, I want to be in the black and start paying off my mortgage faster is that's the goal. It's not this, I have to have a half a million dollars or I won't be happy. It's like, what is that What is that goal that leads you to a, the rest of your life can also be, like you said, it's an integration. It's not one or the other. You have to integrate your work life and your personal life because that's just how we live today. Yeah, and I like, and again, I I- I am not opposed to someone having an anchoring point on like, I would like this amount of money, but then I'm going to ask why, what, what is it that we are yeah. doing with this money? Because money is a tool. It is not a result it is not a, a final outcome. Sorry. Um, so what is it that we're actually going to do with the goal? Oh, well, cause once I have that, then my lifestyle changes this way. Uh, I feel like maybe I could be out, step out of my business and not be in my business and hire a manager to do the thing, like whatever they are. But all of a sudden, the actual ones that start showing up, the, the items that we need to list as goals, start manifesting when we ask that why behind the dollar. So I would encourage people to do that. Um, yeah. Because when I retire, I would like to live totally debt free. And I've got all this student debt that I just had to start repaying and and whatever, whatever the things are. 
like I don't know what your things are, but almost always behind every number, there is a, a deeper why. And if you don't get to that, sometimes then we don't really anchor to it. It's like, well, I didn't feel successful regardless of where the dollars turned out. Because the answer to usually is how much money do you want to make is usually a little more than we do today. So Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny because um, taking Brent through the the marketing strategy session that we had done together a while ago, you know, I love the question, why? Because as you guys, if you're if you're a regular listener, you're gonna know I love two books very much. I love the Simon Sinek Infinite, um, the Infinite Game. I love it because it, it has you in a different mindset. And then QBQ, the question behind the question, because it 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 asks you the question of making sure you're asking the right questions. And so it's about asking your, like you said, if you, if money is your goal, there's a deeper why is money the goal and what is that going to get you? Because I can guarantee you, money is a is a is a tool and maybe a motivator to get you where you want to go, but it's never, it's never your why. It's never the why you do something. It's always something deeper. Always, I love that. Okay, so let's get to some questions again. So we were we're going to reflect on 2023. And I, you pick two things, two, one thing to start and one thing to stop. That's, I like that. That's going to be good. And so you like, can what do did that, I do? You can, yeah. you can do that with your business too. So yeah, some things to reflect on. So when you're doing this, when we're making the start, stop, continue list, by default, we will be going through essentially what worked, what didn't work. The questions are as simple as that. Like, let me list mm -hmm. out all the things I liked that worked. Let me list out the things that didn't work. Let me list out the things that I would like to have. Um, and then maybe you even have a few stretchy ones that are like, um, <laughs> list out the things I thought I needed and then turned out that I don't at all. Mm, yeah. Right. Because there, there are a lot of those that you're like, huh, I thought I needed to add a third employee to do the thing and the whatever. And then it turns out someone got sick and they were gone. And, and you know, not that I'm wishing anyone gets sick, but it found out that like, I actually only needed two and not three. Oh, yeah. Which then is going to allow me to write, I can redeploy people. I could, you know, actually unleash them on their passion instead of having them in the front of the house, which wasn't really their thing, but I need, thought I needed a body. Now they're back brewing up amazing cocktails that everyone's going to be able to enjoy, et cetera. <laughs> there um, you go. I, I think if you stick with those four, you're going to get a reflection of what occurred. And then you apply this start, stop, continue paradigm to it. And all of a sudden, I've got a and to me, the purpose of doing this is a baseline so that then we can plan forward. I got a baseline of where we're at. This list won't necessarily give you a focused set of uh, goals all the way through tactics to be able to move forward. It will, however, give you a great sense of, I, I got some working blocks to be able to start to put together and assemble. What is it that maybe I'm going to do different in the new year? And I think when most people set goals or talk about goal setting or New Year's resolutions or what version of that is the underlying statement is always these are the things I'm going to do differently than I did last year. Yeah, love it. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I started the podcast in early 2023 and I reflected on what 2022 looked like for me. And so it's it's so funny because I <laughs> what I said what I said back then was like I'm going to try to not have any like life altering things happen in the year. So in 20 22, my mother passed away that took, you know, long time for me to get through. And then this year we decided to, to sell our house and 
and downsize, which took a lot more time than I expected. So I'm hoping 2024 doesn't have any of those life altering things, but life happens and you have to adjust for that. And I think what happens is as you're doing and reflecting on 2023, if things, if life things happen like that, give yourself some grace. It happens. You have to be able to say it's okay to do those kinds of things. So let's, let's talk about moving forward. So we reflected on 2023. Let's move, let's move forward. Let's go say, okay, 2024, you know, it's a clean slate, right? It's a 360, well, it's leap year, 366 day page or page book that we're going to be able to write. So what do you, what are you looking at, Brian? What are you thinking that people need to do for their businesses and for their personal life and to make sure that um, you set yourself up for success in 24? Yeah, I, I love that question because, as I mentioned, there were the two categories. There were the to-doists, and there the basically there's visionaries and there's people who who like to do stuff. You fit I, people generally fall in one of those two categories. It doesn't mean you don't do both or have some aspects of both, but kind of by default, we either tend to be envisioning what can be amazing, and, and those folks have creativity and, and amazingness that shows up all the time. And then I think there are uh, folks who are like, I'm just going to go in and get it done. But sometimes we just follow the path we've always done and they can they can execute amazingly, but they challenge on, on the vision. Those, those are in the to-do category. So the first part, uh, speaking from a business standpoint, I think someone could have it from a professional, could have it from a personal standpoint as well. I think a lot of people talk about is what's your vision statement? Why? Why are you doing what you're doing? I think it'd be important to know personally. It helps us figure out like, if what you're doing is not aligned with your why, then I, I think it'd be critical to decide to, to realign because almost everything I pick from there, I don't need to personally, now I acknowledge I'm more in that executing uh, to-do category, but I don't think you need to spend a lot of time bouncing it up against the vision and and deciding that it's uh, that it takes a lot of time. However, for some, I recognize that's a critical pondering point. But I actually don't want you to take that much time. I do want you to validate it against it and say, if it doesn't fit, I've got to put it somewhere else. So for your businesses, what impact do I want my business to have maybe on the community? Maybe it's on my industry. Maybe it's on the world. What does it look like when I'm all, I'm all the way done and I've, I've done my thing and the world has been blessed by what I'm doing? Okay, That's the first place I would, I would go with. Then I, I would start breaking it down to some of the goals. Yeah, Lisa, I think the goal that you put out there is not, um, I, I think you thought it was kind of silly to say, um, I, I don't want to be on prescription drugs. Like when I get older, personally, one, I don't think that's silly, but two, I think that's a great example of a goal because it's, it is something I'm moving toward and I want to achieve and I want to get to, but we haven't yet made it, uh, like put some numbers and metrics and other stuff around it, because I don't think that's the way we think of the world. Mm. We think of the world in terms of like, huh, next year, by this time next year, and maybe that's the way you frame it up. And I want to say, where do you want to be? Where do you want your business to be in the next year? By, or where do I want myself to be personally? By next year, I want this goal. I want to make sure that I am taking healthy actions and building healthy habits so that when I'm 85, I'm not on a whole pile of prescriptions and using a walker and whatever, to the mm -hmm. degree that that's possible to the degree that's within our control, right? Yeah, within control, exactly. I, yeah. I can control how much I move and I can control what I what I put into my face that I eat right. and drink. So yeah. that's that's within my control. There are obviously factors that I can't control. Yeah. So yeah. 
yeah, keeping those into mind for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So for me, once you have those goals, and I think those are parts that if you free people up from having to put a lot of constraints, like make it measurable and put some time on it. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later because I want to get down to the to-dos. For you start with vision, get down to the to-dos. Some people just start with to-dos, never tie it to anything. Some people just stay up in vision and goals and never figure out again. You got to do them all in order to get there. Um, but if we can free you up just to be like, huh, where do I want to be next year? If you just ask yourself that question, you've got some of the start, stop, continue. You've got some of the self-reflection that you did. Maybe it's a carryover goal from last year, and that's okay because maybe you didn't achieve it. We all have stuff that we didn't get done. That, so like, let's let's maybe carry it forward if it still anchors. So from the goals, then I want to start figuring out what are some objectives that I'm going to have on that? What are measurable actions I can take to achieve my goal? So if we anchor back on the uh you know, the prescription drug one that you mentioned, not being on prescription drugs to within your control. Now we can start to say as an objective, I am going to start to work out. I'm not going to talk about how I'm going to work out or what I'm going to work there, but like that's that's an objective I might have on, on my goal. So what am I going to do? I'm going to work out. I'm going to uh, eat more healthily. And, you know, I'm going to... Well, what for else me, you it's do, Lisa, I'm going to ask you. For me, it's meditate. So like meditate. my, That's funny. Yeah. I was going to say that. So like my, my mental health is direct, obviously directed to your physical health and vice versa. So I find if I meditate in the morning or at least take a few minutes to just deep breathe and like enter the day into a yes. calm state, instead of like, you know, hitting the snooze and like running outside out with my hair on fire because I hit the snooze too many times and I didn't take time to like set my day. Yes. Um, that's a big thing for me is that I, 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 I incorporate my mental health along with my physical health. Yeah. So let's talk about the meditation. What I intentionally avoided there was putting any measurable activity on there. I'm going to work out. I'm going to eat better and I'm going to meditate. I think the first place we start to break down is those are noble actions, but without better parameters around them. Usually at the end of the year, we find ourselves looking at it. It's like, darn it, I was going to start meditating and I never did it. Now, you, when you mentioned it, you started to put a time around it. I'm going to med meditate in the morning. I would encourage you to put a time on it. I'm going to meditate for 10 minutes in the morning. And then mm -hmm. I would actually encourage you to be more specific. I'm going to meditate each weekday morning, at least five out of the seven mornings, um, something along that for 10 minutes. And I'm going to make it the first time, the first part of my day the first thing yeah. I do when I get out of bed, like it doesn't, you don't have to go with what I'm suggesting, by the way, if you're into meditating, meditate the way you want to, but I literally want you to put that level of specificity because then it starts to become binary. Did I do it? Did I not do it? This is not about beating you up binary. I've been using that word a lot today. It's about making a choice. It's yes <laughs> or no. Did I do it or did I not do it? And by doing it, what happens is it goes from a nice thing that would be cool if it happened to can I actually fit it in my morning routine? We talked about the routine that like for me and our family works well, getting our kids on the bus in time when school's in session and the buses are running on time, which they've been great this year. Praise God. Um, if I added another 15 minutes, something in there that would not work. But what we oftentimes do is just, oh, I'm just going to throw some meditation in there in the morning. Guess what? Doesn't happen. Yeah. The regular path happens. There was no time for it to go in and we didn't set it. So yeah. That's what I want to say about objectives. Make get some specificity around it. Absolutely. One of the things I mentioned last week is a like a mindfulness moment was they talked about how they did a control um they did a study where 
some people reflected for 15 minutes at the end of the day and the other ones didn't. And how even after just reflecting for 15 minutes a day at the end of every day, the people who did the reflection were 23% more productive moving forward. So it's it's not just like, oh, it's a good idea. There's literally studies and science behind all of the things that we're talking about. So I like, I like the, I do that. I have like, okay, so for me, I have a very specific app and it's a very specific time and they have a daily one. I, I don't have to think about it. I don't have to find anything. I open my app and I click on the daily meditation and that's what I listen to. And I always get something out of it. And it just, it just sets, it sets me up. And sometimes my mind is going, oh, my God, do this, I do this. And I go, oh, nope, I'm meditating. And it's okay to like not do it perfectly, but do something that that's good for for your mindset. Some people it's watching the news. Some people it's listening to the radio. Some people it's music, whatever makes you good and happy. That's what you do. So I love that you just said that, uh, Lisa, for, for a lot of reasons. One, um, there's a lot of benefits that sometimes we don't consider. We just sort of throw something out there. I'm going to meditate. Well, actually, did you know if you're doing some of this reflective work, it's actually more beneficial to your life versus, I mean, maybe in addition to lowering your blood pressure, but it turns out you're also more productive, which is awesome. But you also mentioned what after the objectives of strategy. So like just saying, I'm going to meditate. Well, guess what? If I have never meditated, I don't know how to meditate. So to me, the strategies are about how. You mentioned, Mm -hmm. I'm going to get an app. I'm going to get this app. I'm going to get an app that serves me daily meditations that don't require any thought don't require any knowledge not that you're not being thoughtful but i mean that's where that's where you were at like i i the my how is i want an app that's going to feed me what i need that aligns with my values and fits in my time frame that i've yep. done right and i did and i love it it's because i, I don't have to think about it like and, i don't want to pick a topic and i don't know just it's it's already there don't have to think oh. about it. just i just have to get my copy sit down and do it and for some people, they would love to be able to choose the topic and curate it. And that's okay, as long as you specify the how. So the how for other folks might be, I'm going to get access to this meditation library. And I'm actually going to, I don't know, maybe you dedicate some time and you curate it for yourself. I don't know what works for you. But what you do have to do is set down the how you're actually going to achieve it. Yeah. The and the movement aspect of it is is easy, too, because for me, it's just like it's like 20 minutes, three times a week. So I have a little checkbox, right? So it's like a little thing that I, just a reminder, just like three times a week. And the movement could be, go for a bike ride. The movement could be, especially yeah. today, what's gorgeous out. It's like spring. Um, the movement could be like, instead of, and this is what I do. I've actually parked like farther away when I go to a client because I know I'm running early and it takes me a, a little while longer to get there. But at the same time, I, that's where I get my movement is I, I, I walk. Or, you know, take the stairs. I mean, it just, whatever that is, it's just a cumulative 20 minutes a day of additional movement than just sitting at my desk and doing the thing. And you know what I love? You said three times a week. So uh, I got this, I can't remember the exact podcast I learned this on. So I apologize. I am citing someone else, but ultimately we do better when we give ourselves ranges rather than hard numbers. So yeah, you said three times a week, but what you didn't say is every day. So I don't feel bad if like Tuesday I get done, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm about to go to bed. I didn't meditate. And now do I have this like crazy thinking in my mind, even though I like to meditate in the morning to get ready, it'll count if I jam it in here in the last 10 minutes before I fall asleep. <laughs> like we we have this nonsense that goes on in our mind when we give ourselves some freedom, which is three, you know, at least three times a week is the minimum. You're welcome to do it for seven days a week. That yeah. probably wouldn't hurt you, but you're setting- but you're set- 
you're setting a lower bar so that you not not you're like lowering the bar for you, but you're setting a minimum threshold so that at least three times a week because mm-hmm. you know it's beneficial for you and you want to do, but you don't get because once we get stuck in this, darn it, I didn't achieve it. Darn it, I didn't achieve it. Darn it, I didn't achieve it. Guess what happens? I'm not even going to try because right. I'm never going to achieve it. And then you, what happens? You set yourself up for failure instead of setting yourself up for success. And that's Love the, it. that's what that's, I think the difference beautiful. is. So the last piece I want to put on there are sometimes the tactics. So uh, we sort of went down the meditation one, but I, I, the one that's coming to mind for me is somehow now I'm thinking, I'm thinking about the working out. But the who might be, um, I need, my strategy on how I'm going to work out might be that I am going to, I, I got to get a running club. I got to get a running club because I know I will not get off my butt and run for myself. That is absolutely true. Uh, I'll just tell you one day, my my wife, after having our second kid, she's been a great runner. It's funny. She jokes. She's like, back when we were younger, we called it jogging, which is so true. Now everyone's a runner. No matter how slow they go, they're all considered runners. But um, I, she's like, hey, I'm going to do the couch potato to 5K because coming off of having, having this kid, she would, you know, would like to get back into, um, back into shape. And would you like to join me? Which... I ran a little bit in high school is never my fan. I, I would, I would run because sports required me to run and to be in shape, but like just to go out and run for running sake, never, never uh, my forte, but now I had someone to run with and a, a path that was achievable for me. Couch potato to 5k was achievable. Why don't you come out and run a 5k with me tomorrow was not uh, <laughs> the how, but I needed a who's. So in that case, I needed uh, my wife. You might join a group. You might get a trainer, uh, but you have some of these tasks, some of the tasks, the who is you, I am going to go grocery shopping, but maybe if you're shopping for the family, it's who, who is the, how is our family is going to sit down and agree. I'm I'm now switching to the food and I apologize. My mind's going all over here. Now we're good. Right. How is going to be, we are going to start buying food that is, I don't know, uh, always bought in the perimeter of the grocery store. Cause they say stuff on the perimeter of the grocery store tends to be fresher than the things in the middle. That's how, who, who is uh, my husband and I, my wife and I, my roommate and I, whoever's buying the groceries are going to sit down and we're going to make the list and we're going to, we're going to agree on, you know, no more canned of whatever it's now going to be either frozen because those are on the perimeter and you got to assign an owner to it. If, if someone doesn't own it, particularly if it's not you, then it's too easy to allow like, oops, that didn't get done. Therefore I didn't do it. This is particularly true in business and particularly true if you've got team members of any level on your business, I don't care if they're employees or contractors, if it hasn't been assigned out to like, who needs to do this work? Can I do it myself? Or do I need to hire it out to someone else? That oftentimes breaks down here because we all agree on why we're doing it, where, you know, where we want to get to, what it is and how we're going to do it. And then no one owns it. And so it doesn't right. fun. And uh-oh, bummer. So it's interesting because I... um I have a women's retreat that I'm going to next month and the t- the topic is ripple effect and how the things that you do have a ripple effect on others, even though you think that you're doing it for yourself, it actually has a ripple effect on others. And as my family can attest is when mama doesn't get enough sleep, mama's not a very nice person. And so um, that ripple effect is like sleep is so important in your mental health, your physical health and everything else. But what it has is it has that ripple effect in other people. So how do you apply that in? How do you apply that in the business world? If I don't do my job, other people can't do theirs. So, um, and it's that way too. So, like if I don't 
if I don't, if I have these goals and I don't uh, accomplish them, and this is not a guilt thing. This is more of like, what effect does it have on the people? So one of the things you said, one of the, one of the goals of ref- you know, to set for is how do I want my company to impact the community? How do I want them to impact my employees? How do I want to make, what's the impact, right? That's the ripple effect. And what I love about the concept of a ripple effect is that a ripple effect can be big or it can be very small, but it has the effect of others. And when you bring other people, as you were just saying, which is brilliant, into your goal setting, you have more, of it, it adds a a layer of meaning to it and a layer of emotion to it that you want to have good things for other people. Anyway, I think it also adds some accountability. Now you're actually sharing yeah. it with someone else getting out mm-hmm. of your own head. Someone else actually heard you say, I'm going to do the thing. And perhaps they even ask, you know, um, uh, Lisa, how's your meditation app going? Not in a, like every day, Lisa, did your meditation today? Check, check the box. Let me tell you if you're being better, <laughs> you know, not even nice. Um, that's not what we're doing, but a lot of times it can be helpful because again, we, we talked about it. We were talking about the list of things to continue. You might've been in a good stretch. We're like, dude, not only am I doing it three times a week, I'm doing five or six, but all of a sudden, whatever life happens, things changed, uh, going on vacation is a classic example. When we go on vacation, sometimes we take our entire personal habits and toss them out the window. Yeah. And then like, I can be crabby on vacation as much as I can be crabby at home. So if meditation (laughs) helps me not be crabby. Maybe I ought to like decide, decide that I'm actually going to do that. Yeah. Um, one thing your, your ripples reminded me, because I want to, I want to talk to the to-doist people out here. Um, not the people using the app. I'm talking about the people who are stuck in the to-dos. Uh, because a lot of us, I think sometimes we can in, almost intuitively jump from the thing we want to achieve. We almost, we almost know innately like what it is we need to do and who needs to do it. We go to the strategy and the tactics, the how and the who or like figure out right away i would encourage you to ask a version of the why behind the why it's the ripple the tactics ultimately are the ripple the vision started then we get the goal is the next ring the objectives the next ring the strategy and the tactics are the final ring those things that we're doing and who's getting it done ask the why to get back and make sure there's not a misalignment because every once in a while we get told all sorts of features and things that you ought to be doing and should be doing and lottie lottie and we somehow put it in the category of I want to get a bunch more sales. And so I'm going to do all this stuff, these things. And if we could really ask the why and get back to like, huh, that's not who I want to be or where I want to go or what I want to do with my business. That can give us some freedom to ax some of those items out and then go do the things that do match. So, yeah. so, if, you're, so if you're in that category, if you got the whole list, then ask the whys. Why am I actually doing this? Okay, because I can do that. Well, why does that matter? Well, okay, but and eventually you will get to, because this is going to help me have the freedom to shut the lights off at 5 p.m. and go do the thing that I want, that I really love my rock climbing in the evening with my group that I haven't been able to do since I started doing this thing, right? Once you anchor on that, by the way, that's probably your goal. My goal is to get reinvolved with my rock climbing group and blah, blah, blah. Maybe it's for fitness, but it's probably for more likely for socialism. Socialism, not for social for socializing. Yes, that's good. We'll leave that's, that in. That was funny. <laughs> you you def- definitely should because uh, yes, I'm not talking economic theory here, uh, right? Those those, but that's a that's what happens. Like, what's your goal? I, I want to spend more time socializing with people on a hobby that I enjoy. That's a 
beautiful goal and never back away from that. Cause sometimes we're like, Oh, I need something more practical or whatever. You know what? Around that goal, you could put so many objective strategies and tactics that make you live your life better. But actually it means in order to do that objective, I have to make my business run more efficiently. Wow. How are you going to do that? Here's my list. Who's going to do it. I'm going to divide these things all out because in the end, I want to do more rock climbing with that group. Cause I love spending time with them. And this me. is why we're doing it. Yeah. I love it. It get, puts the guardrails on. Like I, this is what I talk about my clients all the time when we do strategy sessions. It's like, we're doing the strategy to put up the guardrails because we can get distracted so easily by like the big shiny squirrel object. Right. And so it's like, Oh, people are doing that. I'm going to go do that. Well, if it's not within the guardrails, then you ask yourself, why would I want to do that? And so I think that goes back to the reflect part of it, right? It goes back to that part of Listeners, why don't we take this radio break? Let's take this opportunity to share why we're here. Why are you here? I don't know. But I now we're back. Oh, I don't know if she can hear me or not. <laughs> You're funny. I heard oh. out of Alex things. Let's take this video break. Okay. So um to kind of wrap up the conversation that we're having, we, you know, wasn't very linear, but that's okay because that's what conversations are about. Is that when we riff on a topic like this. It's about like what ideas come up at that point in time. So as we as we talk about like what does reflect actually look like, the questions for you are going to be different from the next person over there, right? So it's about it's about what am I going to start, stop, continue for twenty twenty that I did in twenty twenty three. That's the reflection. Whatever question that is for you and your business, that's for you and your business. Don't worry about it. But stop and reflect on 2023s. Okay. What am I going to start? What am I going to stop? And what am I going to continue? And then the question for 2024 begins, what do I want December 2024 to look like? That's what Brent was saying. It's like, okay, what do I want? If I, if I'm sitting here a year from now, what do I want my personal life to look like? What about my business life to look like? And what steps do I need to do to back into that as far as like to again, the start, the stop from 2023. And what do you need to do? But when you set the goals, when you set the parameters of what you want to accomplish in 2024, it does need to be finite in a way, but how you get there doesn't need to be finite and give yourself some grace and give yourself some flexibility and give yourself time to be able to go, okay, this is working. This is not. Again, like I talked about in last week's podcast, at taking 15 minutes at the end of every day, it doesn't have to be like before you go to bed when you can't think anymore. It's just like maybe before you decide to turn your computer off. What did I do well today? What did I not do well? What did I get done? What do I need to do tomorrow? All those types of things. And it's just you, the, one of the benefits that we talked about last week was you actually stop making the same mistake over and over and over again by taking the, the time to reflect. Every day, maybe, but try to do it at least a number of times and set that goal. So I think Brent and... um. One of the things that I, I want to make sure that our audience understands in this in this whole conversation is there's not a definite set of questions you have to ask yourself. It's an overarching theme that you need to ask yourself when it comes to reflecting on 23 and what you're planning for 24. Would you agree? Yeah, and I the the framework I love that entirely. If you have a set of finite questions, that may not totally apply to you, but the framework needs to be somewhere around. Why am I doing what I'm doing, and where where do I want to where do I want to be? What, what do I want to be? I think if you if you start there, 
it's going to help guide some of your reflection to then figure out your start stop continue like you mentioned and and then even how you want to evaluate moving forward but stay focused on your own personal why and i don't mean that in like a silly business standpoint but like we are given a finite number of years on this earth and like what would it look like for you to live those out in the way that you really want to and why not get started right now yeah thank you that's that's brilliant so if you're looking for the reflection thing um in the the, so the show notes of last week's episode, I, there's articles that I, I got my information from, and one of them has different ways to reflect in those 15 minutes, um, some different options on that. So that's a really good resource to, to check out as well. So thank you, Brent. Thank you, Brent. Thank you, Brent, for being on the podcast. I, I knew when I was talk, looking at this topic of like reflective questions, you were the only person that came to my head of the conversation I wanted to have. So thank you for being on the podcast. I truly, truly appreciate not only you being here today, but also the fact that um, the fact that that you you know you are just so insightful in everything that you do for me and my business. So if people wanted to get a hold of you and your brilliance, uh, what's the best way for them to to contact you? Yeah, one of the great ways to to start a journey with us would be to go on our website mkebusinesscoach.com. Um, you mentioned insightful. We we classify all our blogs and resources and items. They're under insights. So take a look there. And if you're interested, there's a button you can click to contact us, start the discussion. And I'd love to, to figure out how we can help you stop spinning your wheels and focus on the next right actions to hit the results you want. Excellent. Okay. Well, that wraps up this episode. So next week, we're going to be talking about, what am I talking about next week? Oh, planning. I'm leaving that in. I'm going to try that again. Stop. Don't. <laughs> he always does that. I'm going to leave that in, mom. Um, Okay. Again, thank you, Brent, for being on the podcast. I reach out to him. He is absolutely brilliant. That wraps up this episode of Reflection. Next week, we're going to be talking about planning. How do you put this into place? And as you can probably tell from the conversation I had with Brent, it doesn't mean that this needs to be written in stone and have an exactness to it. So, But tune in next week to talk about how we're going to plan for 2024. So until next week, have a great week. Cheers. <music>